What's up, everybody? We are back uh, with some supervisor training today. Um, here with Mr. Brian Shillette, the Supreme Allied Commander is what I like to call him. Um, Nicole Brown is also here in the room. She, we told her she can ask questions and raise her hand only if she raises her hand directly in front. There it is. Yep. So she might be asking questions throughout. We'll have a nice discussion today. Nice. We're in our second of the Relatable Manager series. This is the second session where we're highlighting and focusing on behaviors that we as supervisors can be mindful of, can be growing in, so that we can be effective at leading our teams. Um, we kind of gave a little teaser to sort of the approach that we'd be taking um, in last uh, session, and we, we kind of ended off talking about the sort of hilltop type manager. That's sort of where we landed. Um, we're not gonna go kind of, uh, we're not gonna create sort of caricatures or identities out of these particular uh, behaviors. We're really going to look at these as behaviors today, but also look at them um, a little bit in ways of some of the common language around personality that we've been using even through the Enneagram series to help us sort of place or be aware of, hey, these behaviors might be ones that I, relative to my personality, may uh, deal with, may exhibit at times, and, and how that can impact the people that we lead. So. That's a little bit of an intro, Brian. Let's do intro 2.0. Yeah. So yeah, so it's not it's not so much about this is the type of leader I am or right. this is the style of leader that I am. It's not an identity type issue. It's more about, hey, we want to mind the ditches. These are behaviors that kind of come off to the right too far, off to the left too far. Um, we want to mind the ditches. And so these are some of the behaviors that might have us getting kind of too far one way or the other yeah. that we want to be mindful of. And I'll just say that everything that we're going to share in this section and the next um, actually comes out of actual feedback mm. from our staff's yeah. experience. So these are not uh, MBA book type ideas that were out here yes. that we just kind of pulled in and said, maybe these apply. Yes. We said, hey, let's think about actual experiences our staff has had and maybe create things that are a little bit more relevant. Yeah. Um, I will say that we've decided to take... <laughs> A bit of a humorous approach because we've heard people enjoy that. Yes. Um, so especially, very, especially from you, Brian. I am a very, very funny person. Well, we have range for uh, room for all emotions today. So if Brian starts to have tears, we also can, or if any of you do, we yeah, get it, the, it, it yeah. happened. Comedic. It, 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 sad. 1986, it happened. There's you cried one <laughs> tear. Uh, no, but seriously, so it'll be a little bit. We want to poke fun a little bit at it because we're all humans. Yeah. You know, we can all experience some of these things. Um, they are simple ideas, but they can be hard things yes. to, to kind of ma manage ourselves through. Um, so we want to use a little bit of fun language so that we can all kind of say, <laughs> hey, we can all fall subject to some of these things totally. at times. It's okay. We're all le learning, growing, we're all human. Yep, so, yeah. absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Um, and as uh, Brian mentioned, a lot of the feedback that we receive from staff, a couple different even ways that we receive that, I want you guys to know. Um, when we do uh, transitions off of staff, when people um, either leave or start a new role, we do an exit interview with each of those staff members. And so some of what you'll hear today actually came up in a, a great exit interview with someone who was moving on um, because their desire was for us to grow and understand how we can get better, um, as well as through the uh, recent survey that we took, a lot of the information and the approach that we're kind of sort of building this as we go and, and shifting to align the trainings with what our team is asking for. 
but those are a couple ways that that feedback is coming to us just so you guys know about how, how who's who are we talking to who's who's coming and sharing yeah. those are a couple of the ways that that uh, feedback is getting up to us and our team so sure. let's dive in sure to the first uh, of the behaviors and this this whole series of behaviors to on um, this particular uh, session you we've described as sort of the more driver type manager right so this time we're thinking a little bit more driver and we hold that loosely uh, next time we'll be talking about some behaviors that are a little bit more oriented around the ministry. What we're calling minister, manager, yeah, the manager. minister manager. So, uh, behavior number one we've given it the tagline. Uh, what do you, what do you actually do here? So you yeah. mentioned that scene from the office. What, what's the line? What's he say? <laughs> what would you say you actually do? <laughs> what here? would you say you? What are we getting at yeah. in this one? So what's this the, is, yeah, this is that staff member who might feel like you know I'm not sure my supervisor or my manager actually knows my job mm -hmm. like what do i do and not that they necessarily need to know intimately they're not necessarily the expert in that but do they know enough about what i actually do to know what i'm up to what i'm working mm -hmm. on what challenges i'm facing um, and we want to talk about kind of three things with each one of these the first is what to watch for to, yeah. to know if i might be headed towards this ditch right the second is what adjustment can we make if i if i am if people might be experiencing this from me and the third is what is the overcorrection so they don't kind of go from maybe leaning to this ditch all the way over to the <laughs> other side right. and kind of hitting the other ditch. So first of all, uh, what to watch for. Um, if you're finding that some of your interactions, your one-on-ones are maybe a little bit surface level, they're not kind of a, a layer deep into kind mm. of what are we actually doing, what are we working on, yeah. um, it might be an indicator that they could be feeling that you don't actually know what, what they do or what they're working on, and it might be worth taking that time to figure that out. Um, the adjustment that might be helpful in a situation like that uh, is just giving that time for some real conversation, hmm. and then I'll say remembering it. <laughs> you know, if, if yeah. kind of every time you get together, there's almost a re-education of what the person does or what they're up to, yeah. that might be leaving them feeling like, hey, you're not tracking with yeah. what I do, which might feel like um, you're not that interested in what I do or, or what I do doesn't maybe uh, matter so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and that moves it from a work element to kind of a how do, how do I feel about my work and value element. Um, so I would say if you're experiencing maybe what might feel like a little bit of surface and we're not really um, talking with any meat about some of the challenges that we're th facing, things we're working mm -hmm. on, it might be a good time to slow it down, get a little bit deeper, and then as that leader, be making mental note, like I, I need to remember where we're at so that when we get together again, we're picking up where we left off, mm. which feels like, hey, I was heard, what I do matters, we're able to pick up where I left yeah, off. Yeah, that's good. Um, I would say the overcorrection in that is, is kind of going the other way and then becoming very prescriptive in the work that, that, the, that the person's doing. Yeah. Um, it's not my job to become the expert in what you do or to begin prescribing everything about your work, right. but it is important that I understand it and I understand it at enough of a level to help you with the barriers that you're facing, help you work through or overcome challenges that you're facing, mm -hmm. guide and coach and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, I think, kind of how you, you stay in the boundaries on that one. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the, the remembering so that you know from from conversation to conversation 
that remembering, that keep, sort of keeping up with, I think it's really important what you shared uh, because it does communicate value. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if I even, even as we build relationships with people, remembering things about them and bringing those things up later yeah, communicates sure. value and connection and, and the importance of the relationship. So I think that's a, that's a really good one. Yeah, and it's a very simple thing, like take it, jot a few notes down after the one-on-one kind of capture a, a sense of, you know, this is a deliverable, I, I should check back in and see how that's going. It just shows a, that you've got a, a sense of uh, care and presence in the ongoing work. Yeah, it's it's a good example of, of simple but not necessarily easy, which is why some of those tactics of jotting a note down might be important. Because yeah. I think about myself, one minute I'm in a conversation with Dan Ross and I've got to bring in the context of all things finance and his team. Right. And then I'm in a conversation with Tim Hawley and I've got to bring in the context of all things people and his team. Yeah. And then Jeff Y and online campus, and then Zach and its digital media and IT and programming <laughs> projects, and then its communications, um, and to be able to to remember where we're at with such a diverse set of things, yeah, it's a lot. It, it it matters, but but when I'm talking to you, it's important that you know that I understand where we're at, and that I'm with you, I'm working, and I'm for you. Yeah. And that um, that can be indicated by just even knowing what you do and where you're at. Right. right. So. Uh, let's roll on to the next behavior. What do you say, Brian? Uh, here's the deep end. Sink or swim. See ya. <laughs> the, ta- the tagline. Here's the deep end. Uh, you go ahead and figure that out. I'm going to head inside and make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, so that's that person who feels like I've been given an assignment yeah. that is beyond me, which is a good thing. Like, it's good for people to learn and grow with assignments that are beyond them. Right. Um, but if they then feel like, well, my leader is, is then not really present maybe an indicator of that sign to watch for um is kind of the drive by one-on-one it's like the quick connect or the phone call that's just like hey everything's good good? good? (laughs) that can begin to indicate that maybe someone if you've given them assignment that's a bit beyond them they might feel like it's a bit of of a drive-by type um relationship and they're really kind of in a sink or swim situation Mm -hmm. Now that's not such a bad thing if the person is is not in that situation where they re- really are in a good yeah, sure. spot. They're not in a time of growing in that way. But when you're intentionally doing that with someone for them to grow, you've got to be mindful of that so that they don't feel that way. Um, the adjustment there is is moving to a, a, a relationship of real actual coaching. And in a later section session, we're going to talk about the difference between mentoring and coaching. Mm. And they are different things, you know, and sometimes you need to have a, more of a mentoring type role. Sometimes you need to have more of a coaching type role. Um, and there's a real proximity to that. There's a real customization to that. Um, and we'll unpack that later. But if you're in that environment, you're intentionally putting someone in that situation for growth and learning, you need to be present and close with the coaching. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, uh, you know, the other ditch on the other end, the overcorrection to that is, you know, instead of tossing the deep end, I'm going to pull you back out of the deep end. I'm going to jump in with you. <laughs> right. the, the goal is not to then kind of take over and do the job for them or manage every step, but it's to have that proximity of coaching. Um, and the reality is uh, we, as a supervisor, manager, leader, we can only do so much of that at once. Yeah. I might be able to mentor 50 people, but I can only coach 10. Mm. And we'll talk more about that yeah. later. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, I think about the idea of 
um, it's okay for us as supervisors and managers to give projects that seem to be a bit beyond where a person is to allow them to stretch. We're not suggesting that we never do that or that that's a bad thing, but the idea that when you have done that first, you have to know that you've just done that. Like, yeah. Part of what we're getting at here is you've known that you've given them something that's a bit beyond where they are, uh, which actually ties nicely back to that first one. You understand what they're doing, sort of where they're at in their workability. You've given them something that's a bit beyond where they are, and that, that should cue us into now, we may need to spend some more time in the coaching, at least at the early part of the or right. early stage of the project, because it's specifically something we've identified that may be beyond where they are. I think sometimes as managers of being real self may delegate something because we as a manager may not know how to do the thing. And so we delegate it sort of to say, here, please, yeah. don't, here uh, this is going to stretch you and uh, it'll be great for your growth and development. And so some of that's even us being real with ourselves. It's okay at any level to say, hey, I don't actually know how to do this. So we're going to get in this together. And work on it together. And we're going to learn coach how along to the way. know what to do when we don't know what exactly. to do together. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. That's a good one. Uh, okay, next one, behavior. This is the fly, the flyover bomb dropper. <laughs> this is the, the, the manager supervisor that just kind of, uh, they're not really there and then when, until they are. And then suddenly they are. <laughs> until they really are. Yeah. So. Yeah, and this is a situation where people might feel like there's no, no hands on the wheel, and then all of a sudden, the hands have grabbed the wheel. Yeah. Um, things to look out for, I, I call it um, kind of, I'll say, disingenuous delegation. It's kind of mm. like, hey, I want to give this to you, but then later I'm going to kind of jolt back some control. Or I'm going to grab back, yeah. and I'm going to come in and, and change it or make the decisions or whatever kind of at the end. And it's, it's a little bit of, of uh, I'll say, maybe un unknowingly, but disingenuous delegation. Yeah. Um, I think the, the correction there is, is clarity with consistency, where it's like we're consistently having that clarity, and, um, and an indicator there is that there's no surprises. Hmm. It's like if, there, if there's constantly, hey, we're giving clarity, but we're constantly surprised by, okay, we thought we were clear, but then it changed. Right. We were working, but then it got moved or, or something. That feels like surprises. It feels like being jolted which can be an indicator that we don't have clear consistency about what we're being asked to do, what we're delegating, who's making decisions, and so forth and so on. Um, and that can begin to feel like that kind of, I'm gone, then all of a sudden I'm in, and then I'm gone. And there's not a real consistency to the flight level and support. Mm. Um, of course, the overcorrection there is to go the other way. Now I'm going to come in and micromanage. I'm going to be, I'm, because I don't want to be too far out and then suddenly come in and take control yeah. I'm just going to be in the whole time and I'm going right. to be over communicating <laughs> over managing right. and so forth right. um, and so it, you know it, it's a similar theme line to the, the others before but it's a different experience from the staff yeah. members perspective um, so being, being mindful of those times when I might be kind of d distant at first and then come in and boom grab it and then distant and then grab it yeah. that can be a very jolting um, experience for the staff. Yeah, and it can really um, hamper and sort of stifle critical thinking and creativity. With if the team sort of knows we're sent off to sort of you know come up with a solution or come up with an idea or come up with a, a program, but then at the end it's going to get you know the I as manager will come in and say actually here's here's the plan here's what we're going to do. Um, it, it 
you know, the team absorbs that and over, over a period of time, it, it can make them feel less uh, confident that their brainstorming, their creativity, their critical thinking is ever going to really materialize into anything you know, yeah, it can slow things down good. a bit because it's kind of, well, let's just wait. You know? <laughs> Until we get the, yeah, we get the right. plan. Right. That's good. Cool. Uh, all right. Last one for, for the driver uh, type manager. This is the, uh, the, the hello out there, the, the distant manager. Yeah. This is Are that. you somewhere out there in the world? Yes. The distant manager is kind of, hey, I'm just going to leave all of this and you guys can kind of fight amongst yourselves. Figure <laughs> out, right. Figure it out. Figure out what we're going to do. Um, I, I think some indicators here are, are literally a, a team that's feeling a little bit disgruntled. If there's mm. a little bit of consternation in the team, frustration in the team, that might be an indicator that I've been a little too far for a little too long. I probably need to yeah. go in a little bit. Um, another indicator is if you're starting to feel a bit unsure of yourself, and mm. we all do at times, yeah. and particularly when we're doing new things, figuring out new things, we can feel a bit unsure um, be real with yourself. I'm feeling a bit unsure because sometimes that can lead you to just kind of say, okay, guys, you, you figure it out. And I'm going to kind of stand back a little bit because I'm actually not also sure. Right. You right. mentioned that a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the correction there is to really press yourself to get in there. This might be actually a time for a little less delegation mm -hmm. um, to get in there, make some decisions. It's not about controlling, but it's it might be a little bit about stop hiding if I'm, I'm back a little bit because um, I've been told I need to delegate so now I'm over delegating mm -hmm. um, or I'm not too sure so I'm gonna stand back a little bit right it might be that time to come in and say hey I am present I am gonna start helping make some decisions help set some plans and so forth um, that's that's I think kind of the adjustment to make there's just the simplicity of again simple but not always easy I need to get back in there and get a little bit more involved. Uh -huh. um, the overcorrection there um, can be that element of now I'm taking control. All of a sudden I'm overconfident and now I'm, I'm, I'm just driving exactly what we're going to do. And, and I'm, right. <laughs> and I'm just pushing. I'm not listening anymore. Right. I'm not watching anymore. I've just come in now and I've, I've grabbed a hold of everything. Right. And I'm driving in a very um, kind of detailed, overconfident way, not listening and learning from the other folks on the team. That's kind of the other ditch you can end up right, in right. if you kind of overcorrect on the thing. No, that's great. That's great. So this is our uh, the driver manager sort of category. Some of the behaviors, uh, like Brian mentioned, next session we're going to talk about uh, the more minister kind of posture, the minister manager, uh, ministerial manager. Um, final thought from you, Brian. Uh, as we are all supervising people we're hearing this today um, we're trying to be real with ourselves about where where do i start to exhibit some of these behaviors where am i where are the ditches that i need to be mindful of what's an encouragement that you have for the the, the leaders as they do this work of sort of reflecting back as they're hearing it now and wanting to adjust and get better for their teams and for themselves. Sure, yeah. My, my encouragement is actually related to a question you asked me on take seven of this. Ah, uh, yes, we had a few other ones. We were being silly uh, earlier, sorry. But, but yeah, I think as you're doing that <laughs> self-reflection, one good place to start is um, how do I respond to feedback? Mm -hmm. 
because we talk about kind of as a staff the culture of feedback but that also exists in microcosms of each team yeah like how do i as a supervisor manager leader how do i respond to feedback particularly feedback that i don't agree with mm. um or feedback maybe from someone i'm not sure i initially trust their feedback sure. so how do i respond to feedback because that's what will determine the culture of feedback on your team which is critical to helping see am i am i uh, demonstrating any of these behaviors are they experiencing these things from me because um, i can do a little bit of it by observing like hey here's some things to look for but a key a key element of it is asking yeah. having that dialogue with the right. team and the only way that that's effective is if you've got an environment where they feel like you'll listen mm -hmm. um you know if i know that my my response is to get very emotional or to get very self-critical, like someone gives me any bit of feedback and I become very self-critical. Or I become very defensive, like just immediately pushing back. Right. Th those don't foster an environment of feedback right. that helps me know, am, yeah, I, am, I? am I demonstrating any of these things that I need yeah. to be aware of and maybe making some adjustments? Um, so yeah, I would say do that self-reflection. Mm -hmm. That way it's not just on you to figure out, my gosh, am I, you know, like <laughs> right, that's an right. element of it, but it can also be as simple as asking. And, right. and <laughs> interestingly, we, part of the reason I thought about just using the humorous language is to try and actually help some of those conversations happen. Right. Because we're all human. If you can come to me and say, Brian, stop dropping bombs on me, man. Like, right. Come on. It might open up a little bit yeah. easier conversation. Say, okay, yeah. man, I am doing that. And yeah. let me figure out how I can adjust from that and not have it be such a heavy, weighty, this is who I am. This right. is my style right. as a person. Right, right, right. You know, um, so helping create that, that environment, I think, is, is key. That's great. Thanks for that answer. We love you all, truly. We appreciate you, the work that you're doing, um, the ways that you're investing in your teams. We hope that these are, are helpful ideas for you. If you have other you know, topics or other questions, um, we'll be having in the, in the weeks ahead, uh, as we've mentioned in one of the earlier sessions, a time to actually come together as managers and do some coaching, do some translating of what we've been talking about to some real examples that each of you are dealing with. So be thinking of questions that you love to bring to that larger group session. Um, and we'll catch up with you next time. See ya.